Welcome to My Line Purpose, the podcast. I'm your host, Nicole McClellan. I'm what you would call a lover of connection, deep conversations, business growth, mindset reprogramming, NLP techniques, and definitely so much more. I am co-CEO of My Line Purpose, along with Kayla Plecki. Together, Kayla and I have a coaching and learning company for women entrepreneurs. Inside of our community, our courses, and our coaching masterminds, we transform women using our systems and soul process. I know that all of my past experiences have added up from being a high school teacher, world traveler, yoga instructor, and best-selling author, and they've all led me here talking to you. I want to share about living an aligned and purposeful life by building a profitable and purpose-driven business or two. I believe that all businesses can be built and sustained by having aligned systems in place and a soul-driven mission. I'm here to inspire you, make you laugh, and leave you feeling connected with these conversations. You can pop this podcast in while driving to the grocery store, getting ready for your day, or winding down in the evening. I'm here to give you weekly personal development, equip you with tools and some magic so that you can live your best life. Because after all, how you live your days is how you live your life. Make sure that you're following us on Instagram and Facebook at MyAlignPurpose and be sure to check out our free resources and community events at MyAlignPurpose.com. Thank you so much for listening and being a part of this community. Now let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to My Line Purpose, the podcast. I'm your host, Nicole McClellan, and I have another amazing conversation ready for you today. Today, I get to sit down with Mia Warren, and we are going to be chatting all about planning and productivity and how that looks different for you, the woman listening on the other end, than maybe what you've been told um, and how planning for women is different than it might be for men or for children. Um, I guess we're going to hear all about it from Mia. So super excited to get connected more with you, Mia, for everybody to hear from you. Mia and I are in the same mentorship program. And so we've got to learn a lot about each other's businesses over the past few months, maybe even closer to a year now. And yeah, I'm just really excited to have you here, Mia. So why don't you let us know where are you calling in from and, um, you know, sort of the title that you like to go by and a little bit of a backstory of what got you here to this particular season in life, talking all about planning and productivity. Absolutely. So thank you so much, by the way, for having me here. This is so much fun. Um, so I am coming from outside of Boston, Massachusetts, though. Every time I say that, even though I've been here for over 20 years, I'm like, wait, why am I saying that? Cause I grew up in new Orleans, which is slightly different culturally than it is here, <laughs> but I'm here. Um, so yeah, so that's where I'm coming from. And so I, have always been an entrepreneur. I think that's a pretty important part of my story. I think I had a job for like a year and a half after college, but other than that, I started a company, mm-hmm. um, but I started off as a designer. So right now I would call myself a feminine productivity coach, but, um, at the time I owned a design studio. So, you know, it was at a time when believe it or not, not even all magazines had websites. So like we were like at the forefront of making people who didn't have websites, websites. Wow. Um, and that was amazing. And I scaled that company. And while I scaled it, I had three kids. Um, and my kids are now 13, 16 and 18. I just got someone graduated from high school, which feels crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a moment in there when the kids were younger. So I think at the time my youngest was one. And so my oldest was just not five yet. 
And I just remember this day where I thought I had like sort of figured all the things out and I had really checked off all the boxes I had always wanted to check off. And I remember looking across my, my desk and seeing this stack of Starbucks coffee cups that I had collected over the course of the day. And oh, guilty! There were, like, <laughs> there were like seven and it was like 3 PM. And I had like created this schedule where I wasn't working that long of hours. So basically it meant I had been to Starbucks. Like I wasn't, I was like, first of all, like, how have I gotten anything done today? If I've been to Starbucks this many times. <laughs> And second of all, like I was pretty sold on the idea that caffeine was supposed to give you energy. And I was just freaking exhausted. Mm. So, you know, so many things were in alignment for me. You know, my business was great. I, I still am married, but, I, and I was married to, to my, this very cute guy who I met in high school. And we had bought our first apartment. We had these three amazing kids, like all the things, like I literally had all the things and more than I had ever thought. And I just remember sitting at my desk and being like, how can I freaking be so miserable? So mm. that started this whole quest um, that actually began with food. So as I headed into being a coach, I started, I had no idea that's where I was going. I just, you know, I'm always wanted to follow the next, the next passion step. So I thought I would have this design company and I would just switch up my food. Um, and, <laughs> and, and, and I did that. I did that very quickly, actually. And it changed a lot really quickly. I, I released a lot of weight that I had on me from my pregnancies and I like cured seasonal allergies that I, I took lots of medicine. I haven't taken any of that medicine since like a week after wow. I changed my food. And it led me to write this book called plan simple meals about how to change the way you ate. Cause like me changing my food eventually got me onto the fact that I should like change the way I fed my kids. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. and one thing led to another and about a year in like everyone in my company was like, wait, Mia, what are you, what are you doing all day? Cause I would like, it was at the time when, you know, you couldn't go get just a WordPress theme blog. And so <laughs> I would like go like, and it was at a time when in Instagram imagine or this or not didn't really exist yet. So there was no beautiful like photos of healthy food. And I was a designer. So I was like, I'm going to be like the Martha Stewart of like healthy food. So I, yes. I went on this whole tangent to get to where I am today that started with food. But long story, a little bit shorter is that I ended up writing this book called Plan Simple Meals. Um, it did better than I thought it would. So I ended up like in July of this year, just not this year, but like this year that was six years ago, yeah, um, yeah. deciding to take my three kids who at the time were sort of all in grade school out of school for a year and go on a book tour. Oh, and cool. On, <laughs> yeah. So on that tour, which was a year long, I, um, I just met thousands and thousands of women and I kept thinking, because at the time that I changed my food, if you had have literally told me to go to the grocery store and buy kale, I probably would have cried. Cause I don't think like I knew, I didn't know anything. I knew nothing. I don't know that I knew how to scramble an egg at the time. <laughs> so, um, and then I ended up writing this book, but so I went on, on the road and I was like, so excited about like green smoothies and like great salads. And I, I ended up in California, you know, on the West coast, a lot of it. And all these women knew so much more about food than I did, you know? And I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, so why, why am I here? Like, what am I doing? And we started just like, but they weren't doing it. And so we started just taking out their phones and looking at their calendars and being like, what's up? Like, why mm -hmm. aren't you making time for yourself? Like for your wellness. And that's where I started to realize that the way I changed my food, the way I had built this company, um, the way that I wrote a book eventually, and I'm like hundred percent dyslexic, like all the, in the way I took my kids out of school for a year, like all these things I had done 
had like one similar quality of like how I managed my time in to, like in common. Mm. And so that ended up becoming this flow planning method, which got me to where we are today. Oh, wow. This is so interesting. I've got a million side questions that I'm sure will be for <laughs> another conversation. Um, but for the sake of here and everybody who's listening and tuning in, um, you know, when you think about that moment in time where you had everybody pull out their phones and look at their calendars, what do you think was the common thread or what do you believe is the common thread for let's use women here? That's what we're talking about of why we don't have the time what's going on. Yeah. So I think one of the biggest things is, so first of all, we all have the same, like time-wise, we all have the same 24 hours. So there was a couple of things going on. The first was that everyone was kind of where I had been on that day of the seven coffee cups, where they had just sort of jenkered together their whole life. But the problem was, is all the things they were putting together weren't in alignment with their passion and purpose and what they were wanting, right? Mm-hmm. Whether that, and at the time that I was talking to them, it was about getting a healthy dinner on the table. So like literally you'd look at their calendar and like their work day would end. The kids would have to be rushed to pick up. They'd get home. They'd want dinner 10 minutes later. It would definitely take longer. Like it does, it takes longer than 10 minutes to like microwave something. So yeah. definitely to pull together a meal, And then, so like, by the time all the things were stacked together, everybody was feeling behind. That's not a great situation to be in as a mother. Um, You know, it just started this whole cycle of things that just got out of control really quickly. So there, there just wasn't the space for what was, they were feeling was mattering most. So they, Mm -hmm. you know, so like what mattered most wasn't reflected in their schedule basically. Right. And so what would you say is the, what's the starting point for you with your clients and with these women? Like, okay, so you get them to pull out their phones, look at their calendars, and then, and then what do we do with you from there? Okay. So we, we close the phone, (laughs) (laughs) close the phone and we take a step back from all that's happening. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think like one of the major things that happens, especially when we're balancing things like motherhood and entrepreneurship. And I think a lot of like the current people who currently are in the motherhood phase and building businesses, like sometimes people have like, that's their side hustle. Uh, Many of us have to take care of our parents. Like we're in this like Mm -hmm. weird phase of like, we're we're the sandwich generation of taking care of both. So we have a lot, like a lot Mm -hmm. on our plates. And when I was in California, I was like, how do you all drive so much? Like everything took so long to get places. So it's like, there's a lot of things we have to do. I'm hoping everyone in California who's listening is like, that was the gem of the pandemic. We didn't have to drive anywhere. Yeah. Um, But traffic is real. Like all the things are real and food takes time. Like I I hate those magazines that are like five minute meals and blah, blah, blah. It's like, why would you sell that? That's not even true. Mm. Um, So So the first step is just to take a step backwards. And like one of my favorite things to do is just to get people out of reaction mode, um, because essentially when our calendar is filled with things we don't want, it's just because we're, we're being good stewards of our life. And we're like, we're ticking the boxes, we're we're ticking the boxes. We're doing everything the school tells us to do. You know, if we have multiple children in multiple schools, we're doing everything. Every school tells us we're doing what our work tells us. Our clients tells us like everything is being run by Mm. not us. So it's like taking a step back. And I think a lot of traditional sort of productivity and planning practices run around a year. 
like, you know, we're thinking in terms of a year out and I like to go way further, especially in the phase of like motherhood or wanting to become a mother, um, like five, sometimes 10 years out. Mm -hmm. So if you're like trying to have a baby or have a small child or even have someone who's like just taking a lot of time, who's in, you know, 10 or 12 or whatever. Like if you go 10 years out, like a a small child or one that's not even born yet is already in school. Um, Somebody who's taking a lot of time and is 10, they're like in college, right. Or out of the house. So it's like, just give yourself the space that it's not all going to be just like this. Cause I think it's really hard for the imagination to understand that. Mm. And I mean, this can literally take two minutes and I like setting a timer on my phone, but just set a timer on my phone, close my eyes and just literally like imagine myself 10, eight, five, however many years you want to go out. Imagine that like a day and you don't have to see everything, but pretty much I haven't met a person yet who doesn't feel like relaxed and at ease and abundance. And, you know, all the things that we're wanting to cultivate on a daily basis, like you just go there. And sometimes Mm -hmm. you see real things like, oh, like the book I wrote is on the shelf or, you know, the biz, the talk I wanted to give here are all the thousands of people, you know, so I do this on a regular basis. So like, it's Mm -hmm. not like a one-time done thing, but like always going to that far out place and then bringing that like, and seeing that, and then getting really clear about the season you're in, which can look Mm. like there's no right or wrong way to do like what season you're in, like, because we can think about it in a lot of different ways. So you might be like in childbearing season or not. You might have like be in the school year seasons, right? Of like, it's very different in October than it is in the middle of July, like mm-hmm. in terms of childcare and whatnot. Um, you might have different hormonal like seasons and that might be affecting your life enough that you really have to think about that. Um, you might be in a season where you're deciding to grow a business or one where you're deciding that you really are going to grow that business, but you really want to be, you want to be attentive to kids or to your health. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's not, you, you can do all the things, but it really helps to understand the season that you're doing all the things in. So like when I changed my food, I was still running a business. I still had three kids, but my focus was on how do I get myself healthy? And that sort of just shifted what, what showed up in that day. And so I really believe in like bringing like the energy from that future place into, to now. And, you know, one of the things that I think around planning is that we have this belief and I'm like the most, I went to art school. So I'm like a total creative, whatever Mm -hmm. human being. (laughs) And um, so the idea of like me being a planner, you know, people now are like, well, you're just organized. But if you talk to my husband or like my mom, they're like, how are you teaching about like being organized? <laughs> you know, like that makes no sense. The seven coffee cups. I'm like, if, if people could see my desk right now, it's like, uh-oh, I'm being called out. <laughs> oh my God. But the truth is, is that that's not really what planning is. Like to me, if like, to me, my ultimate goal is to be as present as possible. And I used to think that the way to do that was to not plan because of course, like that's what you do. You just go with the flow. It's funny that my thing is called flow, but like you go with the flow and like, you're not planned, but how I think of planning is it's a gift from your past self to your future self. So like you can actually show up in the now. Mm. So if you know exactly what's going to happen from, you know, 4 PM, when you end work and pick up your kid to when you sit down at the dinner table, you can actually be present. If you like 
know that you have a big launch coming up and you're balancing it with kids and wanting your body to feel really good and you make a plan for that, then you can be present in your business. So it's mm-hmm. like, we, for, we th- that's the whole point of it. So the whole point of it is just to be present now, but it's really hard to make the choices in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I'm so curious to know, have you ever thought about creating your own day planner? I have a planner. You have yes. a planner? Yeah. It's called the flow planner. Oh, okay. Yeah. Where do people buy that? So if you just go to our website at plansimple.com, it's like one of the tabs, the flow planner. And we go through in the flow planner, it starts off with that exercise of going out. Mm -hmm. And then each planner is a 90 day season. So you can start it whenever you want. Um, And, you know, I roughly divide the year into four seasons, but I think it's really important just to honor like whatever the season is for you. But I find that, um, if we really lean into somewhere around a 90 day season, it's much easier for us to follow through. Yeah. And then if we're like, we have this year to do this thing. Um, and so it's not about like hustling more or doing more faster, but it's really around focus. And if I can focus for this amount of time on this thing, um, I just have a higher chance of, of doing all the things. And in, in our process, the flow planning process, it's called the flow planner. You know, we're looking at you're setting a goal for each of the four categories. Mm -hmm. So one of the other big things I think we do as women is it's like our work schedule is over here and our, like all the kids soccer schedules and school schedules are on the fridge. And then, you know, maybe if we're a meal planner, we put that on the wall or like we have a separate notebook or whatever, but like, it's, it's pretty hard to like overlap those things. If you're not communicating. Yeah. If, unless we're doing it. So, so in flow F stands for food and wellness L stands for lifestyle, which is kind of home family, all those things, relationship. Um, and O is for Om Cause I believe hugely in like also planning for quiet and just yeah. like ability to align and work. So you're planning for all of those four things together. And then like within a season noticing like well, oh, this season, I'm really going to have to lean big time into work. So how can food and lifestyle and ohm really support me in reaching that goal? And another season, it might be like it's summer. Like I really want to be able to be there for my kids this season. So how can my work and my food and my spiritual practice support that? And so we're constantly um, aligning ourselves to what we want while we're, you know, doing businesses and all the things we do. Mm, I'm so excited to check it out and dive in. I'm the type of person that while I, yes, my desk looks quite chaotic and I used to teach school and (laughs) all my students would always be like, Ms. McClellan, how do you know where anything is? I'm like, oh, I know. And then I'm like, do I know? I'm not sure. So like, I am kind of like chaotic in that way, but there's something that I love about lists. Like I love to say, okay, I'm going to shower at six and then I'm going to eat at seven. Even if I don't follow the list, writing the list is so therapeutic for me to just like mentally the day before the week ahead to think like, okay, if I do have 24 hours a day, I know some people don't like that. They're like, you know, Kim Kardashian's 24 hours a day. Don't look the same as mine because she can afford all the help and that sort of thing. And at the end of the day, there's still logically only 24 hours yeah. to the day. So, um, you know, I like to think if I've got 
eight sleeping hours and eight waking hours and eight working hours or eight hours that I'm not working and I'm awake. Like, how do I want to use that time? So I think it is really interesting to, even if people are listening, they're like, well, I just don't identify as like wanting flow or wanting, um, to plan. I like to, I like to be free spirited. It's like, I think I'm pretty free spirited, but there is something so magnificent about having a guide for your free spirit. Well, and you just mentioned something that's actually really important. Cause I don't think most people who write lists do exactly what you just said, which is actually a really important part of the back and forth that we go through in the planner. So mm-hmm. women very naturally think in lists, right? Like, and there's many people listening, I'm sure myself included who can, you know, I'm just looking around my desk at like some post-it over here and like a receipt over there that I wrote something on the back of, you know, like we can all relate to like just writing things down, mm-hmm. putting them in our purse, putting them on our desk, whatever. So, so there's a lot of women, I think, who are comfortable with list making. And somehow we got like, if anything got made for women in the past, you know, 15 years in the office world, um, it's like list makers, you know, like how to make lists. And that's amazing. Cause I think that's like creativity. That's how like we can tap into our intuition and we can write a list of things. We, you know, I can in the morning wake up and be like, Oh, like, I'm really wanting to make this thing. Boom, boom, boom. This is what it's like. Right. Mm-hmm. And then what happens though, is that like the way our intuition works is it gets a download of something that we're going to do. Like I was going to change my food or I was going to build this business or write this book, whatever, but it doesn't understand time. So our intuition actually assumes that it's done, which is like what I know you do a lot of work with. Right. Mm -hmm. So it assumes it's done. And then the disconnect and the overwhelm I think happens when then reality kicks in and we're and our brain is like, what are you talking about? Like, it's not done. Like you still Mm -hmm. have to do it. And then we get into this, like, fuzziness of, we don't understand how time relates to the list. Right. So in flow, there's this constant flow actually back and forth between, okay, what am I going to do this 90 day season? I'm going to write a list of all the things I'm going to intuitively, you know, imagine myself 10 years from now, I'm going to see what's happening and I'm going to decide what part of that I'm doing in the next season. And then I'm going to be like, okay, these are the things I'm doing this month, this month, this month. So like, you're always matching it with time. And then as you get into the month, you're like, okay, these are the things of this week, this week, this week. So you can constantly change your mind, but you kind of like by the night before, if you don't have like a brief framework for what you're doing the next day, a lot of the times that's what's causing the overwhelm because our list is so much longer. And so by doing that, we can actually deal with some of the negative feelings in advance, which is much more helpful in making us present when we arrive, you know, at the thing that we don't want to do the next day. Like, I'm not saying I always want to cook dinner, but like, I do want to feel really good. Yeah. So that helps me show up to dinner. Yeah. Sometimes it's choosing your heart, right? It's like, well, I don't want to cook dinner, uh, but I also don't want to feel shitty about this food that I'm putting in my body. So I guess I'm going to make a choice here and the choice feels hard, but we're always in choice. And I think that that's empowering as well. Yeah. I'm so curious to know, just to circle back, um, for my curiosity brain, what was the big, biggest switch with the food? Like, what would you say you were primarily eating like, and then switch to, because I believe food is so much like can be or not be, be our fuel. Um, you know, you've got this really great business. You're, you're mothering three kids. You're, you're doing all of the things. 
I would imagine that if you were, you know, thrown back deep fried burgers every day, you wouldn't have the mental capacity to do what you're doing. I do believe that food has a big part in our, in how we show up. And so what would you say was the big switch for you? Okay. So I'm going to answer this like in multiple steps. Cause I don't want anyone to think that the way, what I did is like the way that you have to be to make a switch. Cause I can tell you that. So then I was in my early thirties. Mm-hmm. And my body needed one thing. Now I'm in perimenopause. That's very different. And yeah. my body needs something very different. So at the time I actually went raw vegan. I know that mm-hmm. sounds strange, but I think the most, two most important pieces of it were ditching gluten and do, ditching dairy for my body. Mm-hmm. Um, I pretty much haven't met a person who doesn't feel more energy without gluten. Yeah. Um, and as a society, I think we've built in so much extra dairy. Um, and for a lot of people that just causes havoc on their gut. So it's just something to watch. The thing about gluten is that it like stays in our system for a long time. Um, so if it's like, if we have it once we kind of like reset, you know, right. Not having it, but dairy is a little bit different that it like clears from our system. So I, I feel like those were like the two biggest things, but something that's really important, um, that I did as a non-cook was, you know, I really leaned into this intuitive hit that I needed to do something for my, my body. So I would say that day of the coffee cups, I just like was the first thing that happened was I was like, oh my gosh, I need to change something about like my body. That feels like Mm -hmm. the most tangible lesson for me right now. Mm -hmm. And, um, at the time, you know, my youngest was probably like nine months. And so I don't think I had gotten back into an exercise practice. So the first thing I did was I went to yoga Um, and I like, you know, and that was hard because I had three little kids and I had to figure out the babysitter and whatnot. So I went to this yoga class, the person who was teaching it owned the studio and happened to have a raw vegan restaurant. And, and I didn't know that I didn't know her. I'm pretty shy, but something in me like drew me to her. So at the end of class, I like went to her and like pitched that I could design their website. Like, I mean, totally unrelated (laughs) to food, but we became so entrepreneurial. I know, right? (laughs) So then we became fast friends and like the next day she was like, you got to try raw vegan. And I was like, okay. And the good news about me being attracted to her was that she's actually not a cook either. Mm-hmm. And so she just gave me like six things that I just repeated. And I, I kid you not, like, I know that some people are going to be like, I could never do that. But I was in a situation where I was running a company, had three little kids and didn't know how to cook. And so the idea that I only had to learn how to do five or six things was like the most unbelievable gift ever. And Mm -hmm. I repeated that for like three and a half months, Mm -hmm. like just every day, the exact same thing. And then at three and a half months, I got very sick of it. I am married to somebody who loves to cook. Um, And so I knew I had to take the next step. And then that led me to somebody who taught me how to cook. And then, you know, so then the cookbook like came like, but step after step after step, like I kept making the next decision. Like I kept seeing, like, I couldn't, I couldn't have possibly seen where I am now then. Like I just saw very clearly the next step. So yes, it was. And I still haven't had, um, I have not had gluten or dairy since that day. Um, Oh, in six years. Uh, well, that was 12 years ago, actually. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Wow. So that was, so just to give you like the sense of time, that was 12 years ago. So I kept my design company for like six years and that's when I was like writing the book and stuff. And about six years ago, the book came out and then that became this oh. new So for 12 years, I haven't had gluten or dairy recently. I've like, I, I started getting cravings like once a month for like salmon and stuff. So I've started to add in some, some other like protein has become more, way more important to my body in, mm in this phase. 
Wow. in this season. So that's why we yeah. always have to look at what season we're in. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I actually, I work with a nutritionist and I had her on the podcast over a year ago and she, um, referenced like women's menstrual cycles and thinking about them as seasons and eating and your activity level as, a, as if it was a season. And so, you know, she was saying like, when your period actually starts, like thinking about that week as winter and like, yes. what would you eat in winter? Well, more like warm things, stews, uh, soups, that sort of thing, slowing down. And then the week after your period, okay, it's spring. We're starting to get some energy in maybe a little bit more high intensity, maybe some more salads. And then the week of ovulation, it's like, it's summer. We've got energy, go, go, go lighter foods. And then the week before our period coming into that fall season of like, okay, we're starting the slowing down again, maybe a little bit warmer foods. And when I started to think that way and implement that way and realizing that we, as women don't run on the circadian rhythm quite like men, like, yes, we do have that, but we also have our own, like. 28 or 35 day cycle or wherever, you know, if there's a woman here that has a menstrual cycle listening, then that's a whole other seasonal, um, wisdom to abide by. Absolutely. That's one of my favorite planning tools that I like, you know, I don't want to get like two in the weeds, but one of the, that's actually my whole program is based like on Mm -hmm. like everything we do is based on the moon cycle, which is like the closest way we can represent to a woman's cycle. Yeah. Um, because we literally are energy, like we want, we should, we need to feed ourselves differently and our energy is very different. So if you go through that process of really, if you just take like the simplest way to do it, I think is just to have a note for like three months and just remember each day to be like, you know, high energy, low energy, hungry the whole day, just like notice some of the sensations you have. Mm -hmm. And then if you go back, if you just create that discipline you don't have to like do anything with it for the three months. But if you go back, you can pretty much see like the patterns of like energy. And for me, that's like, okay, you know, if I have low energy, I can, I can be somewhat more creative or if I'm like middle energy to low energy, like I'm more creative. If I, if I'm, we're talking business, if I'm high energy, that's really when I should be like doing events and like selling and talking. And you can't always plan everything that way. But I find if yeah. I start to like, just be in tune with it. it. Yeah. Consider it. I could, then I can also plan like, like if I know that like there's a conference or something that I'm going to, and I know that I'm going to be in that super low energy time, then what I can plan for is how to help myself in that low energy phase to have more energy. Right. So it's like that. So it really becomes this useful tool to even understand what I, what I need to respond to as I'm making a plan. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, my wedding is coming up in August, the end of oh August. Oh my gosh. So exciting. So exciting. And then three weeks after that, we're honeymooning and I'm like looking at my flow app and I'm like, okay, like, <laughs> am I going to be bloated? Am I going to be tired? Like, am I going to be on my period on my wedding dress? Like these are things that I need to know ahead of time. And so that I can have a solid mental plan of like, how am I going to be feeling? Because you can't override the emotional uh, wave that comes with having a menstrual cycle. Like you just can't override it. So, um, I think, yes, like you're sharing here, having a plan, uh, having a plan is like, it can be a tool. It can be a best friend. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. So Mia, there's two questions that I always ask everybody that have on the podcast. So we are my aligned purpose, as you know, uh, really it's quite simple. Like what's your purpose and are you in alignment with it? 
And we're not always in alignment with our purpose. You wake up some days and you have a bad day and you're like, what, why am I doing this? Right. But for the most part, we hope that people are in alignment with their purpose. So what would you say is your purpose in this particular season of life? Um, definitely to just as be as authentic as I can myself and, um, be an example for women who are balancing all these things, um, that we can have it all. It's just, maybe we need to do it in a slightly different way than we were taught or conditioned or not taught. I mean, most of the things that I think we have to show up to as women, especially, and then we add entrepreneurship into it. Um, none of those things we were taught, like we weren't Mm. given a manual for how to be married and how to have a kid and how to have a house and how to eat well. I mean, literally all the things that we end up busy with doing once, once we really, most of us are in alignment. It's like, Mm. none of those things came with a manual. No. So I think that's, that feels like my, my purpose right now. Mm. And how do you know when you're in alignment with that purpose? Like, how do you determine each day? Like, okay, yep. Today is it. Um, when I look back, I can see how present I was. Um, and what I can say is like, so last year was one of the hardest years of my life and also one of the best years of my life. And it was the hardest because my kid had a really hard time and I had to show up for her, but literally what she was having a hard time with was like, a reflection of what I had had a hard time with. Right. Mm -hmm. So it caused me to have to do all my, my, like any, like she unturned every rock that I had an unturned. She was basically unturning it for me. (laughs) The Um, mirror. Yeah. So my days were very like hard, Mm -hmm. but somehow with all the tools I've collected, you know, and I believe that that's kind of like the alignment purpose part, like it all happened for a reason. Mm -hmm. Um, I was able to stay really present. And at the end of every day, I felt really good, even mm-hmm. though like awful shit happened that I, you know, sorry, I don't know if you can swear on this podcast, but you oh, know, yeah. all, <laughs> bad things happened every day that like, if I told that story out loud to somebody who didn't understand purpose, they would have been like, oh my God, like, how are you like standing right now? But mm-hmm. I think it's like that alignment piece that like when you're really in alignment and you're really moving in it. Like, it doesn't really matter what's ha- it does. The circumstances matter less. Right. Right. Mm. Such a beautiful interpretation. And I'm sure there's lots of people listening that have children or partners or just close people in their life that they're like, mm-hmm, yeah, you are reflecting back exactly what I need to go through or have been through or currently going through. So I love that you shared that openly. And, and, and- by the way, I had so much support, which I think is always important. It's like, like mm. somebody needs to be really supported <laughs> and I would like yeah. to think it's us, the people listening. So, so don't ever do any of that alone. Like it's really important to have your own mirror. If, if especially when your kid is mirroring you in a uncomfortable oh, yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I heard Brené Brown say it. Um, and I think it's so true that she believes it is a gift and a privilege that everybody should have a coach and a counselor. Absolutely. What a a gift. You know, I, I did actually coach somebody years ago and she said, Oh, I'm, I'm really embarrassed that I need a coach. Like I, I wish I didn't need a coach or need counseling. And I was like, ah, don't say that. It's like, it's such a great gift. And she's like, but shouldn't I be able to navigate life on my own? I'm like, can any of us? (laughs) 
Yeah. yeah and no. Do you want to? It feels it would be pretty lonely. So yeah, support. Well, and we, huge. you know, as you know from what you teach as well, it's like we always have to take sort of personal responsibility for wanting the change. Like I had to see, like nobody could have helped me before I saw the coffee cups know that I had to change my food. But yeah. once I had that, I, I would have never known the next step without somebody right. coming into my wings. Yeah, it, absolutely. So Mia, why don't you tell us, um, how can we work with you? How do we hire you? Where do we get in contact with you? All of that great stuff. Absolutely. So if you go to plansimple.com, which is our website, um, okay. we have a free course called from overwhelmed to ease. Um, and that is that sort of like outlines just how emotions frame a lot of what we're doing and how to plan a day, um, mm. from this sense of purpose. Um, and then we have our planner and we also have a podcast, which Nicole will be on shortly. And so will um, her business partner, which is so cool. We get both of you in separate episodes. Yeah. It's um, be fun. So fun. And then the other thing I do is I run, we run a year long program called flow 365. So because we're so seasonal, um, I really believe that it takes at least a year. A lot of people stay in our program for much longer. I call it like a life program, but you could just join for a year um, where we're really just being. So like when we said, you know, you need to take personal responsibility for change. I think that's true. And I think we need to learn from people along the way. Like I needed to learn from a nutritionist and from a business mm -hmm. coach. Like I'm always surrounding myself by those people. And I had that inclination to do it all alone, even when I had that like hour of help a week or whatever. And so what we do at Plan Simple is we take care of the plan. Like we help, we were really there together to plan each week and for, for you to have a container for which to say what you're doing. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have co-working sessions like all day long. So you're basically never alone as you're doing all the hard things that your purpose and soul are wanting you to show up for. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we do a lot of work around nervous system resets and, and being able to tap into that, um, 10 year plan, you know, from a more energetic space. So that's what we do. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So for everybody who's listening, if you're like driving or doing the dishes or whatever, and you're like, oh, I didn't catch all that. Um, don't worry. It will all be in the show notes. We'll make sure we've got the links to everything to Mia's podcast, the website, the planner, all of that great stuff. And uh, Mia, I just want to say thank you so much, Shay, for being here on the show. I loved getting to know a little bit more about your story and how your business started and what got you here. And uh, yeah, just really grateful to be able to spend the morning with you. Oh, thank you so much. So fun.